Hi. How'd your show go? Oh, hey, what's up there? I didn't see you <laughs> with your headphones on. Surprise. Um, uh, yeah, so I had a show uh, this Friday. Maxim, um, my friend Kayla, who's a fan of the podcast, flew in. Shout out. Um, yeah. Uh, a bunch of our friends also came, which was incredible, like incredibly supportive. And uh, the fact that everyone who was in town actually showed up to it, to a paid pro show. Yeah. Well, I didn't get paid, but you, either. <laughs> you, you all paid. I, I performed for free. Uh, it was incredible. And the show went as well as I could have hoped. Yeah, I, it was great, actually. You did really well. I didn't feel like I, I only laughed at your set and the other comedians hated me for it. Oh, yeah. You were made fun of ruthlessly. And that's not, <laughs> a, that's not a joke. Um, no, it's funny is uh, I got asked to I got asked to host a show last night. And fantastic. the headliner of your show was on the show I was hosting. Oh, the one person who didn't make fun of me. <laughs> nice. Uh, that's good. Which show is this? Uh, it was a free comedy show at a bar in Brooklyn. Nice. Um, it was dope. I, uh, it was my first time hosting a show show instead of just a mic. Mm-hmm. And I bombed. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. It was uh, it was bad. I forgot to do crowd work because I was kind of nervous about like, okay, I want to say, welcome to this free comedy show at this place. This is organized by Muhammad and Aziza. And we're very happy to have you here. My yeah. name is Max. I'm your host. This is uh, make sure you tip your bar staff. They're working hard. And we're very happy to have you guys here. And then I was like, house rules, just no phones. Keep your table talk to minimum. Bathroom is over there. Hope you guys really enjoy the show. And with that being said, um, uh, I guess I'm going to get into jokes. <laughs> just, I, just com- I completely forgot to crowd work in there. Because Mahalo was like, do like five minutes of crowd work and then do your set. Yeah. And then it was like my jokes went well. Um, but I, the first half of the show was a total bomb for me for hosting. The second half, I kind of picked up steam and it was feeling good, but the room had warmed up a lot. That's, that's interesting. Um, because you grew up in a more controlled environment, comedy environment than I did Mm -hmm. growing up. We were raised, we were, we were in the incubators when I was doing my child comedy labor. (laughs) The, uh, but Colorado where you did comedy seems to be pretty established. People like came out for comedy and you could kind of like do your set and get fe- real feedback right. from it more or less. Yeah. Which is interesting because where I grew, where I started, and we've talked about this a lot, but not on the podcast, uh, it was like, no one's going to listen to you. Right. So you got to get them to physically turn around to look at you. Um, right. Which is where, um, which I think is a, a good way to learn, a good thing to learn like, what you're doing now, it seems like to be like, all right, how, what are the not tricks, but like, what do I say to make them look at me? Right. And, and, and like, there's, there was some of that in like, uh, like I wasn't just from, from Denver comedy. Like mostly I was in like Boulder yeah. where there's like a pretty tight comedy scene, but there's like, it's really fun because we had crowds come out and you know, yeah. And that's a luxury and it totally is. And I did not expect that to be such a luxury until I got here. And yeah, one of the, the, the thing is, is like, yeah, you'd have a, like you, you'd do comedy in a brewery or something where there'd already be like 20 people having drinks and they'd be excited for a comedy show. Sometimes you'd have people talk, but the expectation was those people need to shut the fuck up. Like there was like, it was oh, very yeah. aggressive and like, it was like, be quiet and listen. Whereas here in New York, it's just like, Hey man, if they don't want to listen to you, they don't yeah. want to listen to you. Like, and the one, there was one time this, my, uh, my home open mic uh vision quest on thursdays mm-hmm. definitely go check it out in boulder yeah but 
I was there. This place is packed. Most most people I've ever seen in this brewery, they just were not listening. First two comics, just nothing. And then I go like third or something, and I go up there and I go, "What's up, guys?" And no one looks. And so I just go to the window, to the wall, and like everyone started singing with me. Then when I got done with that first little bit, the ah skeet skeet, like yeah, everyone was silent and they listened to my whole set and I crushed. And I was like, "Yeah, that's what's up." Welcome to Small Town Radio, the ho- the the show where we talk about small towns after we're done bitching about comedy. <laughs> well, I think that was our thing last week. We didn't talk about comedy that much because we had our great guest, guest Olivia, <laughs> Olivia Howe. Yeah, that was with a lot us. of fun. So um, good. She's phenomenal, um, and I'm sure she's gonna make it in whatever she decides to do because she's very very talented. Oh, podcast guest for sure. Um, professional yes, podcast. Professional guest. Pro- <laughs> Um, also I've, I've had a few things that I was thinking didn't run it by you before. Um, few shout outs cause we've been getting a few people who uh, are very interested in what's happening. Um, they're very interested in Hampstead, New Hampshire, and I do not care for these people, but Connor loves them. <laughs> Just kidding. Thank you for listening. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> everyone loves hand, My hand is raised proud. <laughs> He's proudly. speechless. Because, um, you know, that's the best place we've talked about so far. No, it was Alex Williams. Um, you don't know Alex, mm-hmm. but I do. He, he um, He's a guy I did comedy with up in New Hampshire. And because uh, I started in seriously doing comedy in Florida and I wasn't there very long and had long drives. So I wouldn't hang out and meet people. Um, Alex was one of the first comedians in New Hampshire. And I was just like kind of sitting in the back doing my own thing because that's what I did in Florida. I just kind of showed up, got a drink chatted a tiny bit, did my set and left. Mm-hmm. Um, he was just, he was like, literally, he was just like, come here, come here. And then he just started like making fun of me a little bit. And uh, it was definitely a, out of uh, like friendship. And he just like wanted to be like, all right, loosen up, loosen up. Um, <laughs> but he was like, he was an honest guy. Um, and he was like, yeah, you're funny. Like, I, I wish you all the best in New York. Uh, but he was really the first guy who was like, get to know us here. You're a part of this community now. Uh, the fact that he listens means a lot. He's he's also very, very funny. Um, like, I've told him, like, you should move to New York City. Um, so, yeah, he uh, shouted us out. And then uh, another buddy, from, uh, comedian buddy from New Hampshire, Reed Chuda, um, he... Um, oh, I was wondering who that was because he followed me on Instagram. I was like, who is this guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but he says uh, comedian, so I will follow him back. <laughs> he's a New Hampshire comedian. He did the industry room here in New York, which is how I got the show I did. Uh, past uh, past Friday, this past which Friday. Which, if you're a time traveler, come on out and see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is like three weeks ago now. Um, but he he um, I haven't run this by you yet, but he sent us some pictures because he went to Leavenworth, Washington, with his family and oh, said no we way. could share them. Um, but he loves a podcast. Nice. And I Thank figured you for loving the podcast. Yeah, I figure it's Reed. important to talk about our fans and our support. Um, fans as in two, um, but who else? Jack Swimer has always yeah. been super. All super your good. New Hampshire crew. Yeah. New I Hampshire. get a, I get a couple people who are like, love the podcast and it feels good. Well, um, your I mom, guess, right? Yeah. My mom listens. I, I, I think she's still listening. I can't <laughs> tell if she's like fed up with me swearing on the podcast or not. Um, I know my brother listens every week, so shout out to Logan. Um, 
Let's see, who else? I'm not sure if any of my sis- siblings listen. And if they do, please contact me and say you do. How many um, do you have? I have three. Three, wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's, so that's three times the amount of siblings I have. Math. <laughs> math. That's my sibling account plus two. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, um, it's good. I don't know. Shout out to people. Um, uh, Aspen. Shout out to Aspen for following us and enjoying the podcast. Really appreciate you listening because I know you're listening. So yeah. good shit. I don't know. We, uh, um, also, this is our tenth episode. Yeah, we made it. We made it to ten. And if we make it to twenty, that means we've sur- survived past the point which most podcasts Duh. fail, which is I think like thirteen episodes. Yeah, it's something really. It's it's small. Um, yeah. Thanks so much for listening. Also, um, I we've talked about Instagram and stuff on the show. Oh, we should plug that. I don't think we did too many plugs. I follow us on ST Radio. Pod. Um, pod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, subscribe uh, f- Subscribe if you're listening on iTunes. Rate and comment. That's all important. Yep. And um, we're at smalltownradio at gmail.com if you want to submit a town. Um, I'm thinking about New Year's resolutions already. I might want to do one early, but uh, I want to beef up my uh, Insta game with this. I was doing some of the graphics and stuff before, and I just got overwhelmed with uh, mm-hmm. my life, which happens, you know? Um, but I, 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 I'm i ready to take the next step, and I feel like Reed sending us those photos about of him and his family yeah, and will be uh, a big plus, you know? Yeah, I think, uh, I think we should... Definitely, I I think with during our release week and the week, week after, we're doing a lot on social media, especially on Instagram. And like every now and then, I'll post a story. I post stories for new yeah. episodes. But I think we could uh, definitely get engaged um, in uh, engage with that more. I think that would be yeah. good for us. So and if you have ideas for us. Like Jack is definitely sent us some information. He's a great graphic designer. If you all uh, want to check out his work, um, I actually am a huge fan of his uh of his designs um but he actually i was thinking about having him design our logo if we were willing to shell it out but i don't think we were at the beginning um Um, i didn't know that was an option but also (laughs) uh 10 episodes in uh, let's uh, look back on what could have been but also i just want to say that um my graphic design skills yeah he you won apparently knocked it out of the park um (laughs) i'm not saying hire me i'm actually saying don't hire me because you'll be disappointed but in this case my beginner gimp image editor skills paid off yeah um shout out to pickles uh my cat yeah Who's being very a very good boy and taking a little nap on the bed next to me? He knows I'm talking about him because his ears are pointing up and he's looking at me, but he's not <laughs> crying, which is the important thing for this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sleep all day, cry for food. I feel like uh, I've also been thinking about like segments. Like if people have suggestions, send them to us and we'll we'll work on it. But if you have like ideas or like anything like that, uh, we we just I feel like being more interactive should, is our next step. You know, we we're, we're like in the zone now absolutely recording and i'm gonna i'm gonna pop up our uh, small town radio podcast email right now and we have no fan mail so yeah <laughs> so uh you know that- thank you for listening but you guys are the worst um <laughs> <laughs> we should make a poll of people who should uh i should say my name uh, i think you should just say your name okay. we haven't said either of our names yet yeah 
I won. I finally you did won. It. I did it. <laughs> uh, no, I was also thinking what uh, we should call our fans, but I don't think it's a conversation we're ready to have yet because yeah. we're still pretty fresh. And we have like 20, epi- 20 listens per episode. We have yeah. consistent numbers. And I yeah. actually, I've been following it and it seems like past episodes are growing consistently yeah. too. So people are going back and listening, which yeah. is nice. That's good. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you again for listening. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot of fun. And I was, watching. Hey. Hey, Pickles. Thank you for watching. Well, um, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking uh, possible names of fans because I don't want to make the decision just yet. I I don't want to pull the trigger, but I I think we name them when we get like 30 episodes in. You know, like we get closer, we figure out our fan base, get like, see how this goes. But I was thinking I called them baby birds on an Instagram story, which is kind of funny because we're feeding them like information, (laughs) you know. (laughs) That is too much logic. And uh, (laughs) my second idea is just call them goblins i don't oh, care goblins. I <laughs> goblins. <laughs> so those That's are my ideas one. uh those are good ideas but also it like it out of context it just totally does not make sense be like like if you if you did 90 percent of the stuff that comes out of my mouth doesn't make That's sense true. <laughs> all the pronunciations of things pronunciations pronunciations nice. pronoun pronunciation i did i guess i never say that word right then i say pronunciation no you say Oh, you I'm say the, pronunciation. I say well, we talk about pronouncers more on this show, but the word pronunciation, I say it that way. Is uh, that wrong? I don't know. Send us some fan wrong. mail and tell me yeah, it's wrong. Yeah, correct me more. Oh, this is one other thing. I know we, we should get into the episode. No, um, not banter, but <laughs> editing. <banter, banter>, <laughs> editing um, this week, we talked. You learned last week about how companies sent. Um, ships to the Americas. Yes, I colonies. did. And I did some research because like, shoot, did I overstep and just was really confident and uh, misspoke? No, so the the people who uh, founded the Plymouth, they they did set sail from Plymouth. Um, mm-hmm. But it was uh, the, the first colony that was founded that, that we're usually taught about in Virginia, yeah, yeah. Jamestown, um, it was it was the Virginia Trade Company from mm-hmm. London, so that's Virginia, um, and I don't know where they set sail from. But with Plymouth, they did set sail from Plymouth, which is partially why it's named that way. But it was the Virginia Trade Company of Plymouth, oh. so it was still the company name too. So it was both. Interesting, okay. but there's still a company involved. Uh, gotcha. So it wasn't incorrect. It was what just the, what did the company do? Trading. Oh, there was I. I did. Geez, this is like I read it once on Wikipedia, mm-hmm. uh, but it was like. Uh, people that were looking to explore, they had a bunch of like patrons. They, I think, there were knights and like um, some some more like lords and type of stuff and businesses that were interested mm. in investing. So uh, gotcha. And they wanted to bring podcasting to the new world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> podcasting and smallpox. Oh yeah, too true. Vote now. Here. We're on YouTube now. Just yeah. kidding. We're not. Um, yeah, that was that's the other thing. Interesting. Cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, also, um, if you were Solvang, sorry for mispronouncing it. Solvang is it Solvang or Slovang? Can you remember? Solvang. It's Solvang. No, I gotta check. No, it's phone. not. For sure, it is. Because I said it Hang wrong. Hang on. No, you said it wrong the first time. It's okay. It's Solvang. Yeah, because uh, my friend Kayla, who was in town, mm-hmm. has Shout gone to Kayla there for listening. Okay. Yeah, 
Oh yeah, she her feedback was she likes the lightning round episode style. She likes the more towns, fewer facts. Well, okay. Yeah, that was just some yeah. That's we good. We'll, so, we'll mix it up. We'll I, I do enjoy the lightning round too. I'm very excited for I next think, week's yeah, lightning round. Yeah, next that we're week's. doing because we're pre-recording a lot of episodes for the holidays. For so the holidays. everything you hear is gonna be um, the week of the of December fifteenth, and yeah, we'll, we'll get back together after the new year and and joust and uh, puke some tasty content into you m- your mouths, baby birds. You tried it out? <laughs> tried it out. I don't like it. <laughs> let me chew that food for you baby bird let me, let me chew these facts for you and regurgitate them um we didn't decide who's going first uh, uh it's gonna be you okay because i went last last time yeah you right? went at the very end that's our formula for those of you listening we alternate we <laughs> i know it's it's a complicated algorithm but, but we alternate yeah so okay i this is one i'm very excited about i uh i solving and this town i had earmarked a long time ago to bring onto the podcast mm-hmm. solving because of its connection with Leavenworth and this one, because uh, I was looking up themed towns and this is not oh, a themed town. Oh, thank God. This one's awesome. Okay. Um, I was telling someone about you it. You said that with such sincerity. You should have seen the way he yeah, looked and I at don't me. speak with sincerity. <laughs> um, I told this to one of our buddies and he was like, Oh, I kind of bummed cause you know, I don't learn on the podcast, but this place sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's Carmel by the sea which is often referred to as Carmel. Okay. Okay. Um, Location of Carmel by the sea. It is uh, on the Pacific coast in California. Okay. Carmel by the sea, California. Um, About 330 miles north of Los Angeles and 120 miles south of San Francisco. Okay. Okay. Along the coast. Um, Okay. Population, uh, 3,722 in the 2010 census, which is down from 4,000... 81 in the 2000 census. Okay. But the estimate in 2018 was back up to 3,859. So what does that mean? It's somewhere just under 4,000. It means they had a wave of uh, murders and then they had a wave of births. Yes. (laughs) That's how the census works. (laughs) Um, This is also one square mile. Oh, it's a tiny town. Wow. Yeah. So there's like a lot of people in like a tiny place. Yeah. And it's, um, uh, it's like kind of like a a village of sorts. Not, not in the way you're probably thinking, but like Greenwich village type of, okay. Like that's, I guess I wouldn't say there are villages in the United States. Yeah. It's not a, it's not classified as a village, but it's often times referred to as one for reasons that I think will become clear. Um, so a bit of history, um, it was first a mission site in 1770. Uh, then it was relocated in 1771. Um, mm-hmm. This is kind of just really, really background stuff. In 1833, John Martin, not of Martinsville, uh, acquired some land around the mission. You know, all the Martins end up over in Virginia mm-hmm. um, uh, with the Virginia Trade Company. Then uh, in 1848, because I think we talked about this the other day, Carmel became a part of the U.S. after Mexico ceded California from which was a result of the Mexican-American War. Ooh. Okay. All right. Now this is when we actually get into stuff. That's all stuff you can just, you know, put in your history books. Cite us. Um, cite us and then cite right, uh, right underneath it Wikipedia. Wouldn't because- that be funny to write something on Wikipedia <laughs> then cite us as a source when our source is mostly Wikipedia? I feel bad admitting that on the podcast, but we've said it before. But I, 
I d- usually I end up getting like second or third sources. When I'm really mm-hmm. interested in a place, I'll I'll dig around for a bit more. I've been making an effort to go out and make sure I go to the official websites of places and see if I can, or go to museum websites and see if I can find extra stuff. That yeah. Usually you'll get like uh, Wikipedia will have some good general information, but if they have a, a town specific site, a lot of times they have a history section that'll go into more detail about it. Yeah. Um. Also, I'm a journalist technically like that's what i studied so i should be not using all right cowboys settle down two sources so i'm saying you're going above and beyond and i'm underselling myself are you telling me i'm a better journalist than a journalist major (laughs) maybe (laughs) maybe uh bring bringing the hottest stories to you folks yeah this is a real bombshell real bombshell real uh, breaking news connor's about to say some facts yes then so we're fast forwarding now to 1905 when carmel the carmel arts and crafts club which is a great name arts and crafts club that's phenomenal uh was formed to support and produce artistic work okay 1905 then Dun dun dun! After the 1906 San Francisco earthquake, which mm-hmm. really destroyed the place, big deal. Uh, a surge of artists flooded the village with musicians, writers, painters, etc., which established the area as an artist artist colony. Cool. Yes, very exciting. Uh, the new residents were offered home lots for ten dollars down, little or no interest. And whatever they could pay on a monthly basis. So they just... Wow. That sounds like if there was a place like that now, everyone between the ages of 18 and 32 would have I think 18 and, 90, 18, 18 and 90. 18 and caring for themselves still would move there. Yeah. That's... Yeah. Um, so they just had a ton of artists flood the area. Yeah. Sounds like it. I mean, they're like, hey, rent is free and artists are like, I want to live for free. Yeah. (laughs) So um, now this leads into our first fact, which is in 1906, the San Francisco call devoted a full page to the artists, writers and poets at Carmel by the Sea. And in 1910, it reported that 60 percent of Carmel's houses were built by citizens who were devoting their lives to work connected to the aesthetic arts. Whoa. So these people like who are really interested in making their stuff look nice or building their houses in this small village. That's sick. Um, and then in the early 20th century, some of the most prominent painters in the U.S. were providing art lessons at the Arts and Crafts Club. Okay. Uh, so it was like a real flooding ground for a lot wow. of like well-known people. So some of the famous artists, not just painters, uh, who lived in the village uh, that I recognize from the Wikipedia page were... Uh, actually, these are just the authors, three authors that I remembered out of a lot. Uh, Jack London. Okay. Uh, Sinclair Lewis. Okay. And Upton Sinclair. Okay. You said okay like you didn't know any of them. I'm not going to pretend I do. <laughs> um, Doris Day <laughs> also lived there. Okay. Um, and she helped make the the town extremely dog friendly. Oh, okay. There's like a dog. What, like, are, what are dogs? <laughs> I, I mean, if you've heard my comedy, you know how I feel about dogs. Um, That's cool, though. It's uh, cool to just like bring uh, just people in. And like a 60% of the population being like artists is like pretty awesome. Like, yeah. Can you imagine if we had a town where just comedians moved? You mean, uh, well, I was going to say like New York, but that's not true at all. 60% of the population. That'd be insane. In New York, that would be like what? Like f- <laughs> during like a normal business day, that'd be like 12 million people. <laughs> yeah. God. Oh man. That would not be good. Yeah. Everywhere would just, it would be 
a disaster. Yeah. So uh, this is still fact number one, though. Our early city oh councils gosh. were dominated by artists, and several of the city's mayors have been poets or actors. Wow. And actor-director Clint Eastwood was a mayor from 1986 to 88. No way. It's crazy. Yeah. He's one of the like famous ones. He's the big one that I feel like most people would recognize. Who is he? Clint Eastwood. Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, come on now. Jack London, I get. I worked in a library. I, I saw the name, but Clint, yeah. Clint Eastwood. Um, and he decided, we have, we're at Maxim's place this time. It's just say uh, there's some people. They're, my roommates are here. Yeah, it's fine. No, fun. I just want to, in case people are hearing it. Uh, they, um, he was a successful mayor and decided on his own not to run for re-election. Wow. So like it's it's sustained because it's eighty six eighty eight. Did you still have artists like really embedded and invested in this community? That's awesome. So uh, that's fact number one. Wow. And it just gets better. Like this is, I don't know. Each time I say I'm like this is on the top of my list to go visit. Like this place, I just want to, I want to stay for a week and just be a part of the community. Um, because fact number two, Carmel was incorporated in 1916, and as early as 1925, they adopted a clear vision of its future as a primary, essentially, and predominantly a residential community. Okay. With um, the city, which meant, well, I'll, I'll explain. Um, uh, the, city, the city regular regularly regularly hosts delegations from other cities and towns around the world seeking to understand how the village retains its authenticity in today's increasingly homogenous new world. Um, I thought I had... Because like, they were like, give us $10 for a house. Well, <laughs> no, so I I didn't write down the year here, um, which I should have, but it was on there. Like very early on, like in the, the 1920s, they had decided to put standards in place mm-hmm. for a, um, like how things will be built and a certain aesthetic that they would have that they've maintained since then. So it's okay. always been this really beautiful place cool. where they've put forward how it should look and how certain things should be. And some of those features um, include new buildings must be built around existing trees and new trees are required on lots that are deemed to have an inadequate number. So a regulation. So new buildings go around trees. I well, like that. I don't think you, they like build it like you have to. Every building's a donut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I feel like if you were like knocking down or like renovating, you'd need to keep the trees on the lot in place. So that's one of the things. That's cool. The village has no street lights or parking meters. Sick. And it's right along the, the coast. That's awesome. Too. So you think about how many stars you can see. Also, this coast has beautiful white sand. Really? It's like, it, yeah, if you... They had the artist go through and paint up, every grain of sand. <laughs> pull up a picture white. of Carmel by the sea. Okay. And Let's just see. look how beautiful it is Carmel. as I continue to read these facts. Wow, the uh, my laptop must have been listening because I typed in CA and it went Caramel by the sea. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's really creepy. Yeah. Wow. Um, oh, my God. Oh my gosh, this place yeah. is popping, for it's lack just, of a better word. It's beautiful. <laughs> um, okay. In addition, the businesses, uh, cottages, and houses have no street numbers. No addresses? No addresses. 
What are they, how do they get, how do you, how does the Amazon guy know where to deliver your toilet paper subscription? Uh, so there is overnight delivery if need be, and you can do, um, the postal service provides, uh, to like, like, a, the, sh- like you'll give the street crossings and then like the houses on there. I think there's like certain coordinates or like fourth house in or like a, there's a they there's probably a, describe them by just like the the art on them uh, they use oh I have it written here. Oh, it's like, well, it? yeah they use uh, geographical addresses which I think is kind of what I was describing like they'll have like some type of coordinates that they can put down and send people if they need something immediately but the original artists and still to this day uh, in the city this is how it works they just have a central uh, post office mm. that people go to to get their mail. So in this beautiful place, people are now forced out of their houses to interact with people to go pick up their mail at the post office at the, uh, yeah, this is, but this is not <laughs> New York post office. This is beautiful artistic village post office. I hope it's nice. Cause here the post office down the street from me, I thought it was an abandoned building. <laughs> the first like the time I went there to pick up my laptop, I was like, this is the saddest place I've ever been. Well, I don't think it could be awful for 80 years, a hundred, almost a hundred, 90 years. If, uh, if it was awful, then people would have forced change. Yeah, I guess it's true. So it, it must be nice. Uh, in looking at the Google images of this place, like I'm guessing the post office is also popping for oh, lack of a better word. Yeah. Um, it's beautiful. It's like crazy. I'm like, now I understand why you would go visit. I would absolutely go visit. If not just for the beaches, like also the way the community looks is crazy. Well, think about it. You're like talking with like-minded people and people, I imagine it's uh, I don't know if it's affluent or not. I'm assuming it's gotta be. Yeah. So you're, you're running into people who are kind of settled into life who are similar, like-minded uh, artists, like working mm-hmm. towards their, with their passions all yeah. the time. And you're just like, off to get the mail. Let's talk and chat. Oh, it's like Brooklyn with comedian. <laughs> hey, are you broke and dirty? What mics did you do this week? Yeah, exactly the opposite of. Well, not exactly. The opposite. We have art connecting us. Yeah. Um, Caramel by the sea, more like bruised by the East River. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that was our second fact. They have like these beauty standards that just make it unbelievable looking. And like putting that first. That's so cool. That's so cool. It's just like this place. If you're listening to this, pause and Google caramel by the sea and look at the pictures, then come back. We'll wait. We'll wait. For the people who didn't look it up, I'm (laughs) sorry we waited so long. Uh, (laughs) It is uh, like this place. Like a lot of times you find things that are really goofy and I was just like, this is beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. So that's fact number two. We have a third fact. And this one ties in. I don't know how this didn't come up when I was doing research before, but I have some unusual laws for you. Ooh. Right? Episode nine reference. Um, Um, Lightning round episode one. Check it out. Yes. Episode eight. Eight. You're right. Because Olivia was on episode nine. Um, Um, Also check that one out. Yeah. Check them all out. Check them all out. Check them all. Please listen. Just check them all out. Um, If you made it this far into the episode, thanks again for listening. (laughs) So give me a guess of... um, what what unusual law might be in a place that I've now described to you? Mm. I don't think you're going to get it, but... you uh, The cars are not allowed to have license plates. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. What else? What else? What else? Um, 
No branded clothing. Close. You are close, closer than you think, probably with that one. Um, this is. Oh my gosh! I love the guessing uh, in this podcast. The yeah. guessing keeps me going. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a this is a aesthetically pleasing, uh, smooth jazz type of episode where we're. Um, so uh, that fact I was talking about. Yeah, you're right. Uh, move on. So there are no driving fast food or formula formula food establishments permitted in the city. Oh my gosh. So no, like no chains. I, I couldn't, I saw it described as no chain restaurants mm-hmm. in the city. But when I went up to the, uh, looks up the municipal court code, it didn't say that specifically. Mm-hmm. So I, it, what it did say though is no drive-in, no formula food establishments. That's cool. So that's intended to support uh local Caramel producers. Oh, oh I wish. <laughs> I wish. They're just a candy town. This is That's where the Walk factory is. It's like, here, have a caramel burger. They, um, they, yeah. So it's supposed to help the people who live there continue with their businesses so other people can't move in yeah, and kind of undercut them. And uh, we got another one. Do you want another guess? Uh, yeah. What am I guessing? Uh, it's still another unusual oh, another law. unusual law. Okay. Um. Fridays is casual Fridays. Um, let's see what else. What else would be? Um, I'm going to guess it's something about the aesthetic where when you take out the trash, you Ooh. have to put it in gift wrapping <laughs> on the street. You're just imagining this super rich deluxe place, I feel like. Yeah. I don't know how affluent it is. I didn't look up the media. There's no way it's not like I mean, super Clinton rich. used to live there. You can look it up. I'll, I'll tell you the fact, though. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the wearing of shoes with heels, which measure more than two inches in height and less than one square inch of bearing surface upon the public streets and sidewalks of the city is prohibited. Interesting. So Why is that? And the the median income is eighty seven thousand five hundred and thirty two. So that's uh, fairly high, but not as not super not, super high. Yeah. Um. So the reason for that law is because uh, the streets are not all even. I'm guessing there's a lot of cobblestones um, and surfaces oh, yeah. that are like more aesthetic than easy for walking. So it protects the city from getting sued. Mm, and they're also like, uh, all of our sidewalks are beautiful mosaics yeah, and we don't want you to crack into be. the tiles. Um, <laughs> but you can get a permit, which is free. And I think you can get it the same day, but it just waves liability. A permit. Yes. Wow. Obtaining a permit for the wear of shoes. Permits are available without charge at city hall. I love that you just came in and just like episode eight, you just came back with a good weird law smackdown. I, two, uh, two weird laws. It's great. I, I can't believe I didn't come across these because I had such a hard time researching weird laws that actually existed. Yeah. And this town just had them. Um, time to write a BuzzFeed article. Yeah. This place sounds just like if I were to go write a novel, I live here. Mm-hmm. Um, I got one more fun fact. It just this one's for me, you know. Um, the Carmel Pine Cone is the town's weekly newspaper and has been published since 1915. Wow. The Pine Cone. 104 years old. It's 104 years old, but think about that name. The Pine Cone? Yeah. Yeah. That's a... It's good. That, why aren't more newspapers that way? Cute names. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, the New York Bagel. 
<laughs> the plush stuffed animal. <laughs> it just you know, it the sounds San Francisco sugar cube. <laughs> but I feel like I would, uh, you know, I'm not gonna open it up and see a bunch of like partisan stuff. I'd be like, oh, what's going on in my town? Pine cone. Pine cone. Yeah, it's like, ooh, um, Heather, a resident, 96 years old, has painted a duck this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I bet there are a lot of things like that. Wouldn't just that like be that. nice if you? It was literally just a publication. And they were just like the journalists were like, come by people's place and be like, "Have you done anything cool? Have you made anything cool art?" And someone's like, "Oh, I ate brunch and wrote a oh. nice poem." And they're like, "Be featured in our newspaper." That's what I should have done as a career move. I should have moved down there and tried to work for the paper. I would love to work in a town like that. Be a dope. It'd be awesome. Yeah, Carmel by the Sea. Great town. Yes. Watch this. Thank you for your research. That oh. was good. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome you're welcome i'm welcome I appreciate to your thank you i'm thankful for your welcome welcome to my to my welcome to your thank you i'm thankful for your welcome to my thank you maybe we should do like some type of poll of like which place would you want to visit in which place do you feel like you'd be murdered first in the 1800s i feel like we got a, a lot of places this is our that's our those are our uh, polls uh, the polls of the show. You're either murdered two decades ago, two <laughs> two centuries ago, or you're uh, you're in paradise. Uh, pretty much. It seems like a lot of the towns I do are murdered and do you two know centuries ago. Do you know what's interesting right in the middle of all that? Mm-hmm. Florida. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. The two century rule doesn't apply. <laughs> either one right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's the town I've brought that I've been very excited about, and I just like want to be Clint Eastwood. That was great. Good town. Thanks. Um, sponsors? Yeah, time break? for our ad break. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to my sweetest little boy, Pickles, who's been so good this episode. He's just taking a nap and staring at us instead of crying about anything. So um, I'm plugging my cat. Um, if you see him... Uh, at the deli, at the bodega. If you see him at an open mic, uh, give him a little, a little scratch on the ears for being a good boy this episode. Um, I just love him so much. Uh, Do you have anything you want to plug? I I think my plug is I just realized I forgot to put on deodorant today. And we're not in my place. So <laughs> that's, uh, that's just the way it is, you know? Some days you wear it, some days you don't. And... Um, I have a bad sense of smell, so the joke's never on me, really, at the end of the day here. Um, but that's, you know, what you what you realize. Today's episode is brought to you by Connor's Onion-Like Body Odor. This, is <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Maxim's Too Nice to say, tell Connor that he smells awful. Uh, this episode is also brought to you by my poor sense of smell. <laughs> I, um, I think I benefit. I, I think I eat better because I have a poor sense of smell. I, I'll eat anything. Really? Just about. I ate. I wasn't Would like you that eat as a child. Horse poop? Okay. <laughs> yes. I am a child, if you're wondering. <laughs> oh, I love poop jokes. Um, I recently had a I was in writing class and uh, my my teacher said so eloquently when someone uh, I asked about a um, why he didn't help edit some of my jokes that had poop um, talks about and he's like, "Well, you just can't really use it in clubs. You can be smarter than that." And then two people were like, "Oh, we had uh, poop jokes and ours as well and as my teacher put so eloquently you had yours in passing he sent me a novel <laughs> which i was i laughed at very hard and went 
that's a compliment. I went above and beyond. Yeah, wow. So they're like, anyway, yeah, I was pooping and this thing happened to me. You were like, here we go, pooping a novella. It literally, well, I'm not going to spoil the joke. A you gotta, tale you of gotta, two poops. <laughs> between two poops. With Zach Galifianakis. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. like Zach. Stranger poops. Stranger poops. The upside down poops. <laughs> uh, arrested to Pooperman. <laughs> uh, Mrs. Butterworth. Is that her name? That's uh, Mrs. Feather, Mrs. Featherbottom. The Mrs. Footwise. Have you seen Poop <laughs> Marie Poopo? Organize your life. <laughs> um, that's our uh, ad break. Yeah. Yep. That's it. Cut <laughs> it out. Um, this is yeah. This Julie. is this episode is brought to you by Everybody Poops, and I don't care who knows it. I don't care. I'll tell you. I'll usually walk back into a room and just go. Yeah. And they go, what? And I go, you'll know when you go into the bathroom. <laughs> you're at the bar, you're talking to a girl, and you go, excuse me, I need to poop. <laughs> no, I don't say that. I go, uh, excuse me, uh, I just pooped my pants. Whoops! <laughs> you pooped your pants! That's and a, if you had seen Connor's show, you would know that that's one of his jokes. I think that's the funniest part of that joke. But that no one fucking else. hilarious. But everyone laughs when I say the next line. It makes me so mad because yeah. the whoops, you pooped your pants. It's is, so funny. It's I, good. Because that really happened too. I That's think the exact words. I like how you used to tell where like you're like the best part right at 40 minutes in. And if you got more descriptor, you hype it up I, and then you break it with whoops, you pooped your pants. The, the people listening have no idea what we're talking about. But I'll just tell you this. The, the club bookers like it could be a little distracting with all that other information. Mm-hmm. So I, I might want to build it back out again when mm-hmm. I have um, a better writer. But I also like it that way. It's more of a yeah. misdirection. But misdirection is good. Yeah. <sighs> Thanks, uh, smelling bad and pickles. Yeah, for sponsoring us. Thank you, pickles, for not pooping. How much does pickles make these days? How much is he giving us? Um, he actually pays us um thirty two dollars per ad read. That's pretty good. So we've That's made fine. approximately the price of seeing one comedy show with a discount <laughs> code at a club. And a two-drink minimum. That is the two-drink minimum. Oh, fun. I For a second there, I thought I forgot to Venmo Trevor back for our oh. group tab, but we're good. Don't worry, everyone. I got Trevor back. And we all know who Trevor is. Yeah. A buddy of ours. Yeah. In a, yeah. Thanks also for listening if you are Trevor. He's from New Hampshire, too, apparently. Yeah. Wow. All right. You ready? Yeah. It's time for a town called taos new mexico oh Ooh. back in the southwest Yeehaw. back in the saddle Yeehaw. back in the saddle Ooh. with your boy maxim do you know how much i know boy. about new mexico how much no, almost nothing almost nothing i i looked at going to the university of new mexico they have a good running program but i uh, did not apply oh really yeah um, we need to take a brief intermission. Oh, yeah, we have a surprise guest. No, we don't. Well, no. We just have a, have a someone f- to let in my apartment. <laughs> yeah. We'll be back. Bye. Pow. Okay, intermission's over. You can insert some music there or something. I'll put in an original. Ooh, just put in more static, <laughs> as is our tr- tradition. Yeah. Okay, so, so anyway, let's get back to it. Um, 
Yeah. Oh, Lee's here. That's what yeah, we Lee's saying. here. Yeah. I let her in. We, we, you all know Lee. You've been with us. That's the beginning. Yeah. You you know you know this person who giggled one or once or twice <laughs> on an episode. <laughs> okay. So uh, my town is Taos, New Mexico. Okay. Uh, you've heard of Taos. I have not. You have not. I've oh, heard wow. you say it. Okay. Just a minute heard, ago. You have heard of it, but it was from me. Yes. Okay. Taos, New Mexico. Location, it is in north central New Mexico in the Sangre de Cristo Mountains. Okay. So the Blood of Christ Mountains, they come all the way down from Colorado down into New Mexico. Very beautiful area. Um, I, gorgeous. Yeah. Okay. I, you going to say something? No, I've just heard um, New Mexico can be, in some areas, is very beautiful. Very beautiful. Um, other areas, uh, frighteningly desolate. Uh, if you go through the north northeastern corner, which I did on a road trip, I was like, gee, if my car breaks down, I will just die out here because there's not a single soul out here. That, that terrifies me. It's like a, it's special. It's uh, but it's beautiful. I actually really like New Mexico. Being a Coloradan, I think us in New Mexico kind of have this like little bit of a bromance. We do compete with our green chili though. Both states are known for their green chili, and we kind of go back and forth about who's the best. But mostly, it's New Mexico's Colorado the best. It's best. Oh. But New Mexicans will tell you, New Mexico's the best. Obviously, it's what just a friendly rivalry. You, no, not a queso place though. Well, yeah, I know you don't eat queso, but because it's cheese. No, green chili is not cheese. No, I know that, but I'm saying I feel like Texas. I was gonna say like Texas. I feel like it's in the mix, but they're. I feel like they're more of a queso type place. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if there's a if the, if green chili is a big thing in Texas or a thing there. But it's let's go find out. We'll be right back. Know, we'll after be right this. back. Another intermission, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So population five thousand nine hundred and seventy one per the twenty eighteen estimate. Oh, estimate. Very Ooh. fancy. All right. The name Taos means. Place of red willows in the native Tiwa language. That's my. It's like a willow tree. Yeah. Okay. So also, I wanted to talk. This is this is a special place. Um, the population I gave all the other places are not special. By the way, fuck everywhere. Yeah. No. Um, this place is actually so. Today, I'm. I might come back to this place because mm. there's essentially there's two there's two communities of people here. Oh. Not like separate, but there's two very important groups that like okay. that are like distinct. So what I want to talk about today is Taos is home of the Taos Pueblo, which okay. is um it's an ancient Pueblo, which is a building that belongs to uh the the Taos speaking um Native American Pueblo tribe. Yes. Or that that's there. Um the Taos language is a Tiwa T I W A. Um so I want to talk about these people and where they live. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the the Pueblo is in Taos the town, but it's kind of like a separate thing. So I might come back and actually talk about the town of Taos later later. In a different talk, episode. Right. Okay. But okay. I'm gonna talk about um the the Pueblo and the Tiwa people. So, <laughs> sorry, Pickles is getting a little rowdy. Um, so, yeah, okay, let's get into it. So, yes. Taos is home of the Taos Pueblo. It is an ancient Pueblo mm-hmm. belonging to a tribe of Tiwa-speaking Puebloan people. Mm-hmm. I want to make a quick note that in um, in an earlier episode, I said the Native uh, American people in Mesa Verde were called the Anasazi. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to correct myself. I actually learned when I was doing this um, this episode that 
the term Anasazi is not a preferred term anymore because in Navajo it means ancient enemy. Oh. So they prefer these people, these natives prefer to be called Puebloan. Okay. So it's just a different different style. Yeah. Um this is great. We're correcting like we're we're giving real facts now in the real podcast. Facts, what yeah. is what's going on here? Yeah, so they have this uh they have this Pueblo there. Um the Taos Pueblo has been inhabited for almost a thousand years. And is it still I'm assuming mm-hmm. Still Almost. inhabited. Okay. So it that makes it one of the oldest continually inhabited places in the United States. Wow. Um, a reservation of 99,000 acres is attached to the Pueblo, and about 4,500 people live in this area, 150 of which live in the Pueblo year-round. Okay. And so that's included in the population that you said before? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. But this that I think that was a population of the reservation. So that includes land that's outside of the the, the town of Taos. Okay. So right. I think I'm following it. Yeah. So I, I'm not totally clear, but there's 45 people on the reservation land. 4,500 people on the reservation land. So there's the town. Right. Hey, Pickles. Pickles just jumped up on my lap, which is uh, great. Hey, Pickles. Um, and there's the town itself that we're talking about, Taos. Right. And then the reservation land, right? Which, which is, is what different. we're talking about now. Yeah, we ref. Okay, yes. I'm, I'm, I just yeah. this is like a little choppy, but yeah, we'll no, get no, through no. it. No, okay. it's good. I just want to. I figure if I have the questions, listeners also have the questions, so we're right. we're all learning together, right? And so, that's one of the things that people like. They like to know that it's natural. Yeah, they're like this. They're, people tell me like, I like the podcast. It's very conversational. I'm like, yeah, because we're a couple of idiots <laughs> having a conversation about it. We also like hiding these things from each other. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, there's no, there's no planning that it's goes almost, into this. I don't think there's any like trying to out. Like, I think we're there's no like out maneuvering type of thing. It's mm. just like, oh, can I? What type of reaction can I get? Yeah, exactly. It's like I'm going to bring a good, which fact. I think is a comedian thing to do. Yeah, I which think if like, we were to do this podcast smarter, we would both know what we're doing and then just be like have a more calculated reaction. plan. Yeah, but I prefer this. I remember th- that time we tried to do improv. And oh, yeah. that's like a form of acting. I feel like if we do any more acting, we'll find the same thing where we're just, you know, give it 40,000 years and we'll, we'll be there. Yeah. For acting. Yeah. 40,000 <laughs> years. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so 150 people live in the Pueblo year round. Okay. Most people, um, they own homes uh, like elsewhere on the reservation land and they come back to the Pueblo for the winter. I believe. Interesting. Um, so there is that. Do you know why? Um, hang on, hang on. Uh, so they live in their summer homes near the in near the fields. So they live in the fields, like during the summer, and okay. during the winter they come to the pueblo. And what type of lifestyle are they living? So what? I think it's like agricultural. Um, oh, that's what I'm assuming. I yeah. just yeah, because that would make sense, right? Uh, so uh, yeah, so 150 people people live there year round. And I actually drove through this place and drove up to it. I was gonna try to go see it, and this was last year, and I didn't realize that people lived there when I went there. And if you drive up to it everywhere, it's like okay, it closes after they they're very welcoming. They let people come in and mm-hmm. like um like check it out because it's a fascinating place um but everywhere it says no photos no photos no photos mm. and i was like why why is that and and then it occurred to me it's like oh people live here 
if you're taking photos of people you're taking or of this place, you're gonna take photos of people who live in this and they deserve privacy because yeah. it's like their homes. <laughs> New Hampshire, New Hampshire wouldn't go up to my house and take a photo. I mean huh. well. our most loyal fans would. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I get what I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Um so yeah, there's um yeah, uh, that's what I want to say about that. Um, there are over 1,900 Taos Indians living on Taos Pueblo lands. So there's a couple other tribes, obviously, and other people mm-hmm. in that out of that 4,500, but 19 of which are Taos Indians. Um, here's a quote from Wikipedia. The Taos community is known for being one of the most private, secretive, and conservative Pueblos. Natives will almost never speak of their religious customs to outsiders and because their language has never been written down much of their culture remains unknown to the rest of the world wow i what's really getting me is that a place like this ex- existing within the u.s mm-hmm. because you'll hear about places further away and countries less developed um where they're still living the way they have for thousands of years but the fact that we're in the u.s which is so um industrialized uh, in seemingly so modern on the mm-hmm. front edge of that, that this is continuing on. I yeah. Think it feels kind of special. It's fascinating. Yeah. So the, uh, the Pueblo itself is made entirely from Adobe, which is like earth mixed with water and straw and molded into bricks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I also thought when you say Adobe, this is me, you know, we use Adobe audition it's the yeah, uh, the structure is entirely photoshopped <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't exist um we just edited it in it's a creative cloud yeah <laughs> so it's a uh, the structure is comprised comprised of individual homes with share shared walls but no connecting doors like an apartment building basically mm-hmm. uh the homes are all two rooms one for living and sleeping and the other for cooking eating and storage the pueblo is five stories tall in some places how the walls are like several and feet. How thick. many people are there? You said over a thousand uh, living it in the winter. One hundred and fifty full time, and there's nineteen hundred of the Taos Indians that live on the land. So I don't know how what percentage live in, in the pueblo in the winter, but but right. there's quite a few. Oh wow! Um, the Taos Pueblo is built on either side of the Rio Pueblo de Taos. Also called Rio Pueblo and Red Willow Creek, a small river that flows from the nearby mountains. The structure on the north side of the river is called. Oh shit! I, I should have done a pronouncer. <laughs> it's like a uh, Hlauma H L A U U M A, aka the North House. Okay. And the structure on the south side of the river is called Hlauquima, the South House. H L A U K W I M A. So north, south house. Okay. Um, the people on the north side of the river are called winter people, and the people on the south side of the river are called the summer people. A friendly rivalry exists between the two groups of people, and to express their rivalry, the tribe holds foot races, which have significant religious meaning. Huh. Like, what's, what's the distance? I don't know. Okay. There was no more... I just found that. Oh, but well, this, you also had mentioned that I was that also it's, like, they're secretive. Yeah, I was just going to say... <laughs> interesting yeah which is kind of fun you know it's like they're like just one group of uh people but they're like uh you're on this side of the river and we're on that side of the river so we got like a nice it's like a nice little high school rivalry i think it's uh, i have talked to some people about this but i feel like some type of conflict some type of like i'm a red sox fan Mm -hmm. and i therefore don't like the yankees 
Like that's how I was raised. Whenever when I boil it down, there's no like no real animosity on the lower level, but it's something to keep me going. It's something right. to like root against and root for. It's a, it makes it more exciting. So I'm I gonna... think there's there's some value in having people that you're you're competing against. I'm going to go ahead and say that uh, two groups of people living 150 yards apart are probably not beefing like Red Sox and Yankees fans <laughs> yeah, we're after way an worse. alcohol-fueled <laughs> game. <laughs> we were way worse. But I, the point I was trying to make is there. There's they, it adds some richness Yeah, yeah. Um, having some co- conflicts, for lack of a better word. Right, exactly. Um, I got another fact here from the official website. Uh, the Pueblo Indians are about 90... 90% Catholic. Catholicism is practiced alongside the ancient Indian religious rites, which are an important par- part of their life. Um, the Pueblo religion is very complex. However, there's no conflict with the Catholic Church, as evidenced by the prominent presence of both church and Kiva in the village. I guess Kiva is the religion. That surprises me. Yeah, it's... Uh, uh, the, the area, so I, I could have done like a lot of history on this area. Yeah. Basically, these people live here for a long time. The Spanish come mm-hmm. and they kind of live simultaneously with them and bring Catholicism to yeah, them. Because all that area was established with missions. Like right. they, people would go set up a mission and then kind of build a community around that. Exactly. So they, uh, at one point there was, um, the Spanish live with the two or the Puebloans, and at one point the Puebloans rise up and kick the Spanish out. Then the Spanish came back and kicked them out, and then the Puebloans came back, kicked them out, and got their land back. It's a whole so thing. So when they but, were kicked out, they were still living in the Pueblo. No, I think they retreated into the lands and the mountains, and then they like so they came, came back. back. So there was like time. a tiny hiatus, but more or, yeah. or less, it's been consistent. Right, uh, exactly. But yeah, that's how they're all Catholic because the Spanish were through there, as is common for a lot of the Southwest. That's um, odd because you think if you kick them out, you kick out their culture as well. But mm-hmm. okay, yeah, it's just that's interesting to learn. Um, and my final fact, um, from the official website. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way the villages run is there's a tribal governor and war chief along with staffs for each are appointed yearly by the tribal council, a group of 50 of like 50 ish tribal elders, the tribal government governor and his staff are concerned with civil and business issues within the village and relations with the non-Indian world. The war chief and staff deal with the protection of the mountains and Indian lands outside the Pueblo walls. So as I read that, I'm assuming it's some type of like conservation effort to keep the land and do this. Yeah. Um, they did. There was a lot of issues of the government claiming the land throughout like um, like the 18 and 1900s, mm-hmm. and much of the land was given back to the tribe in the 60s and the 70s. I think it was in like 1976. They have this lake called Blue Lake up there, which is like sacred in their religious beliefs, and the government claimed it and then gave it back in the 70s and it was like a huge deal for them huh do you know like for their population do outsiders come in and like marry into families and become a part of the culture do you know if that's a i i doubt it it's it's a very closed community that's what it seems like i'm just just asking yeah so i'm not totally sure but yeah so that's a taos new mexico it's the pueblo it's just a giant a couple of giant like pueblo buildings that are made of earth and adobe and they're like five stories high you can see like a lot of pictures of it um online it's it's super cool um apparently they're they're very welcoming the visitors they are open almost year round to let people come and see um 
Wow. That, I mean, that's more or less what I was expecting. Yeah, I'm showing some pictures like, of it. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, the one they saw at home. They, they saw know. at home. Pickles saw. Pickles watched us do that. Um, <laughs> the... I it's it looks uh, yeah it looks as I I expected from the books the history books and what I was taught in school uh, yeah about the pueblo people yeah so that's Taos New Mexico um we got a tribe of people who live here who have lived here continuously for almost a thousand years which is wild remarkable like it's just it's incredible thinking about how many people have been displaced over the last long long period of time yeah think about how many countries didn't exist a thousand years ago. Yes, and like they were, they were just there the whole time. I just want to <laughs> point out we we like researched the shit out of this episode. Yeah, we did pretty well because we were like we should banter more, and we just came in with the cold hard facts. Cold, cold hard facts, yeah. So yeah, there, yeah. That's I mean, I thought I like really chose what I wanted to put together that sounded kind of cool and fun, and uh, then when I said it out loud, I was like, that was not as much time as I thought, but I got through a lot of facts. It did. It's also, I mean, I feel like. When we speak about certain things and more or less when we speak about different cultures than our own, it, for me, it's definitely harder to joke. I know we're comedians, right, we right. talk a lot about comedy in this, uh, but it's still, I think it's interesting to learn. Yeah, exactly. It's very interesting and it's valuable to learn. Yeah, exactly. And like, I, I wanted to make sure I did this one right and did like justice to it and I hope I did a good job. Um, if you have a problem with anything I did, just reach out to me and we can have a foot race about it. <laughs> 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 that's clever that's clever i am um, playing the long game playing the long game <laughs> the um yeah no i think that's it's always nice to know and then like i said sometimes i'm just like i i feel like as a comedian it's important to know what it is knowing yourself and knowing what you can speak about and joke about right because uh, i feel like that's how you get into trouble when you speak about things that you shouldn't um yeah uh, not speak about joke about things you didn't shouldn't like you speak yeah, yeah. You, you get what I'm saying yeah Pickles gets mad at me whenever I make cat jokes he's like you don't know <laughs> you don't know what it's like um I uh what where we where we at oh with, with, uh, yeah we're we're a little over time but we also took an intermission oh, yeah so. we took it um we well uh I just uh this is the 10th episode I don't have anything planned. It sounded, I set it up in a big way. I was like, 10th episode. So here's this thing I've been thinking about for 10. No, no. So um, if you had a, if you named a, a newspaper for your town, what would you name it? Mm, okay, let's see. Let's see. So I live, I'm going to say. Um, this is, it's an easy answer, but go ahead. I don't, I don't want to put pressure on you, but it's an easy answer. I'm going to, I'm going to do a thought exercise. I'm going to think out loud here. So right now I live in Prospect Heights. Okay. North of Prospect Park in Brooklyn, New York, United States, Earth, so on. So Milky Way, Milky Way, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I were to have a local newspaper for my neighborhood, it would be called the Prospect Heights. I want to. I want to do something with a P. But paper. To, the Prospect Heights. The paper. <laughs> But I don't. I don't know exactly oh. uh, what I would choose. The Prospect Heights. I, I kind of want to go cute because I like the pine cone thing. So I kind of want to do something cute, like the Prospect Heights. I don't have an idea. I got one. Okay, let's say what, what. What do you got? The Goblin Gazette. Oh, oh, it's so good. I should have known. Oh, I know. It was an easy one. What you think of Goblin? You just think. I should have thought of Goblin first. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah. We're recording later at night. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah. Yeah. um, Next time, I think I'm going to do a... um, 
A town of goblins? <laughs> <laughs> you mean a uh, weird goblin diagonally? Diagonally, yeah. I'm going to cover bank. some uh, <laughs> weird goblin city traditions. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so yeah, uh, next time. So this was like the the native population of Taos. Mm-hmm. I think next time. So Taos is a big art community as well, Ooh. similar to what you did. So I think I'll come back in a later episode and talk about that, about okay. the non-native side of Taos, New in- Mexico. Next time I'm going to bring something hilarious. Rip roaring. A gun. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually what I jump to, too, when someone says funny. Hilarious. Yeah. I mean, did you see Joker? Oh. The funniest <laughs> scenes involve guns. <laughs> I like how we haven't made any Joker references until this episode, when I think we started recording when the Joker came out. Yeah. <laughs> brilliant that's baby. usually how that's usually how my uh pop culture works yeah so it has a delay for sure i almost i almost feel bad that we record a week ahead of release i've been thinking about that a little bit too because like i like to i like when podcasts are like right on the zeitgeist when like an episode comes out and they comment and something that's happening it's kind of fun yeah and we can but, also like refer to people who reach out to us like almost immediately rather than 10 days plus later. i know um We'll talk about it. We'll, we'll talk about it. Um, anything else you're thinking about before we um, call this one? Wrap it up like they do with the trash in um, yeah. Carmel by the Sea? Uh, no, I think I think that's pretty much it. I think it was a good episode. We got some fun facts in there. Yeah, we got a... Uh, um, uh, so, my name is Connor. Oh, and I'm Maxim. Yeah, we did it. I won this one. I think you we definitely finally, won this one. Finally, uh, you won the intro. Yeah. And it's been an hour and nine <laughs> minutes. We um and uh, follow us, right? Yeah, f- yeah. So follow us on Twitter and Instagram at st radio pod. Shoot us your fan mail, um, or your hate mail, um, at smalltownradiopodcast at g- gmail.com. You can follow me at Maxim of Allen on Twitter, and you can follow me at Asparaguts on Instagram. Instagram. You yeah. can just go to the Instagram for the show and you'll find me. And uh, you can also find me through our show's Instagram. It's K-A underscore F-I-A underscore chain, like what you wear around your neck. If you chain, hang low. Do what, a good song. what a good Is song. Is he from New Hampshire? Is it from the <laughs> 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 uh, I may I help people create audio. So if you want to make a podcast, let me know. Oh, and we both tell jokes. Book oh, us. yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, we're comedians. <laughs> Did you all know we're comedians? Oh, yeah, we didn't. It's not like we didn't talk about yeah, that we, for yeah, 20 minutes of time. We should, we should talk about that more. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, yeah. Subscribe or follow wherever you're listening. Um, and uh, leave us a five-star review. We'll shout you out. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.